0: Episode thirty-four, Real Church Matters. My name is Forrest I'm here with Antoinette Allen. Antoinette Allen, and we are Real Church Matters, where we talk real church matters because they real matter. Church matters. <laughs> no, you didn't even need to do all that housekeeping. You you do it housekeeping. Housekeeping.
1: You guys can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Um, at Real Church Matters. And then you can also check out our site where we have outlines of past episodes and, you know, cool resources where you can check out any of our merchandise, our t-shirts and everything. And you can also check out my blog, which is Go Do Likewise. You can read any of my old blogs or purchase What's the website? Man? Merchandise, likewiselife.com.
0: Likewise you You have... <laughs> t-shirts why are
1: you looking at and hats
0: music, you, you know that you're your selling.
1: eyes are like i could barely see your eyes
0: like. <laughs> it's been a long long week, oh, so
1: even, though
0: long week. On, even though it's only two even though it's only two it's been a long week we are we are recording this live
1: yeah, it's going out this is going out
0: like 30 minutes after we record this because things are just so busy this week
1: also, if you would like to support our podcast, you can uh, become a patron and go to Patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash Real Church Matters. And you can donate as low as a dollar a month. Um, every little bit, you know, helps what we're trying to do. So feel yep. free to support.
0: Exactly. And, and we just we're appreciative and thankful for each and every person that gives and supports us that writes a review, that gives a shout-out. All of that matters because we want people to spread the word, listen to this, and hopefully it blesses y'all. I know it blesses me. I sit back and listen to these over and over, and they help me throughout these trying weeks. Yo,
1: I listened back to last week's episode on Saturday. I was like, oh, my goodness. Like, yeah. Yeah, the last two
0: episodes have been a punch in the gut that I needed. Between losing weight (laughs) and... Oh um, My ESPN <laughs> signal is going on <laughs> Lord Jesus Between losing weight and
1: Power The disability
0: one Oh, yeah. yeah Christians with disability Hey, hopefully You know All the people with disabilities Out there Didn't feel offended Understood <laughs> what I was doing Why I was doing it In that way Yeah,
1: I don't think anyone Could have sure? taken it I'm positive
0: I'm like, getting, a, getting a little gun shy With uh
1: Everything that's going on. Yeah, the
0: American <laughs> sensitivities to things.
1: Yeah.
0: It's kind of great right. we don't do uh current events on here. Nah. Because I would hate to spend time talking about taking a knee. There's so many more important things to talk about. Uh Getting on our knees to pray. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and with that being said, obedience over audience. But since we got an audience. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. This week's episode is called episode 34, A Man in Jail Showed Me How to Be Free. Mm. So I was thinking about, um, you know, just everything that's going on, just personally in the world. And I realized it's hard for us to keep a mindset that helps us in the midst of going through. And so I was reading the scriptures and... I was reading a letter from a man in jail, Philippians chapter 1, and Paul is writing this letter, and he's sitting in a jail.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I thought that it it was interesting because a lot of times when we're going through things, we don't realize it's like a jail in the sense that we can't get out of it on our own.
1: Yeah, especially when you, you know, the way you, the Bible describes it, like being darkened in your understanding Like, when you're just in a place where you just can't get out of, like, you can't see the light. You can't see how this is working out for your good. Like, you're just not there.
0: So, when you're in those places, this man, Paul, showed me how I should be thinking. Mm. When I'm in hard times, when I'm doing hard time like him, (laughs) when I'm in a place where I can't get out of it myself, while I'm sitting waiting to be free— there's something I should be doing. Sure. There's some. There's a way I should be thinking.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And so I wanted to talk about that today. Let's learn from this man that was in jail. He shared some truths with us so that we can understand in our struggle how to deal with life. Yeah. Because a lot of people, I'm going to tell you, we talk about being a Christian, but we talk about what being a Christian offers us as if, the blessings are what we're doing this for. But he helps us understand that you need to be a Christian for times like these.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You're not being a Christian for times like those, the, the the happy times, the blessings, the vacations, the smiles. You're being a Christian for times just like this in America.
1: Yeah. I think we get it confused when we start going through. You you kind of tap out, like, why, yeah. why am I have to go through this? If it's, I'm being obedient, like, why is this happening?
0: It's a crazy way to be a Christian. Yeah. It's to keep thinking about what this should present to me in the wrong way. Right. I'm a Christian for the eviction notices on the table. I'm a Christian for the ridicule, the scrutiny. I'm a Christian for the homelessness. These are things that I'm a Christian for. It doesn't matter if I'm a Christian, if I got everything. And people say, yes, it matters. I don't. No, it doesn't matter in the way that we look at it. Because if we're looking at those things as what give us peace, then we are missed it.
2: Mm.
0: And so I, I, I need to listen to this man. I hope everybody else listen to what he's saying. And I'm going to start at Verse 18. In the middle of it. And he says, yes, and I will continue to rejoice. 19 says, for I know that through your prayers and God's provision of the spirit of Jesus Christ, what has happened to me will turn out for my deliverance. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And he was talking to them about what's happened to him, him sitting in jail. And what I learned from that, those two scriptures is, what do you know when you're in trouble? What do you know? He said, for I can rejoice for I know. Mm.
1: Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? But that I know for us is not what he, yeah. It's not rejoicing. It's like all we see is the problem. We need to ask
0: ourselves, what do you know? Yeah. What do you know? In the midst of the hard times, when you're sitting in your bad situation, when you're struggling, what do you know? Yeah. He said, because what he knew, afforded him the opportunity to rejoice. So what did he know? I want to know what he knew because I want to rejoice like him. Mm -hmm. He said, this is what I know. Your prayers and God's provision of spirit, what happened to me will turn out for my deliverance.
2: That's right.
0: What did he know, people? This is what Paul knew. Paul knew that prayer works.
2: He did.
0: Paul knew that the spirit works. He said, there's something in me working, that's the Spirit of God. Mm -hmm. And he said, something out here working, that's y'all prayers.
1: To sum it up, I feel like he just knew that it was real. Like, he knew God and all of this stuff that he believed in, it was real.
0: Bottom line, do you know God's real? Do you know prayer is real? I feel like, William, if we knew prayer was real, we would pray more for people. If we knew prayer was real... We would pray more for ourselves. Yeah. And in those hard times, we would be praying. And we would know, hey, if I could just get Antoinette to pray for me, I know it's going to work. I know things will work out. I know it will turn out for my deliverance. Mm-hmm. That's another thing I learned from that scripture <laughs> is that he's saying, I I don't know how, but I know it will. Mm-hmm. And he didn't say, I know I'll get out of jail. He said, whatever happens will be to my deliverance right. these are the things we need to know we need to know number one that prayer works we need to know number two that the spirit working in us works yeah then we need to know number three the outcome the outcome will always be to our deliverance That's right it may not be what you want see he already knew he they may pull me out of jail and cut my head off but it will be to my what
1: deliverance
0: it'll be to my deliverance stop for a second guys in the midst of your situation and ask yourself what do you know yep. because if you're saying you know i, I know this ain't going to be good I, know, I already know they're going they're going they're going to kick me out this house i already know who cares if they do Whatever happens, you need to know it's for your deliverance. That's the only way you'll rejoice. Mm-hmm. When you see Christians not able to rejoice in hard times, see Christians who's not able to rejoice while doing hard time, mm-hmm. you see a Christian who don't know their prayer work, that the Spirit is working, and all of it for an outcome that is to their deliverance. That's
1: and it's it's not like something you can just know and leave it there it's like you have to remind yourself every day every little situation even in the small things you have to exercise this this language it, it has, has to, be to be your way of
0: life your way of life what he knows is really what he's saying that's my faith that's what it is yeah. my that's what my faith is for it's to it's for what I know don't tell me you believe in God and you don't know. What God can do You don't believe That he can do it And you don't know It Through anything You face To the point where You're like I can rejoice This man is writing This letter in jail And he's like I can rejoice I'll continue to rejoice I would tell you That what I learned In here is to rejoice In the midst of my trial But that sounds cute
2: Yeah But, but, that but nobody ever that, asked
0: yeah. Why Why can he rejoice because of what he knows? I would tell you to rejoice in the midst of your tough situation, whoever's listening. But really, if you don't know about God, if you don't know what prayer can do and what the Spirit of God does, it's no way for you to rejoice. Yeah. You won't.
1: I even learned, like, even doing simple things like reading the Word every day and stuff, like, I didn't start... Feeling like I wanted to do that stuff until it became real to me, yeah. until I saw the change it was making to me. That's when I was like, okay, I really need to do this. Yeah. Like,
0: And it's all because of your knowledge. Think about it. The scripture says, cast down every thought and imagination that comes against the knowledge of God.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Why is that so important? Because what you know about God can take you through.
2: hmm what right. you
0: know about God is to your deliverance. Right. What you know about God is to your rejoicing. If you let anything exalt itself against what you know about God, you won't rejoice in the midst of your hard times. That's right. You won't rejoice in the midst of doing hard time. Listen to this man. He's doing hard time <clears throat> like it's not hard time. <clears throat> he like one of them people that's in jail. Be like, oh, 10 years? That's nothing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to eat this 10 years. That's how Paul is. He like... What is this? Four walls, bars? It's nothing. Yeah. This man was sitting in jail and he was more free than us.
1: People idolize celebrities and stuff like that, but I feel like Paul is like when you have somebody who's able to Yeah, you're able to take all these situations in life and still keep your faith, like that's that's amazing to me.
0: Can y'all do it? That's what I wanna know. That's the first question. What do you know when you're in trouble? Do you just know you in trouble? <laughs> you know, how people be? Mm-hmm. all I know is I'm in trouble. Yeah. Do you, is that all you? know? Or even
1: know? how you? They can go on and on about the pro- problem. You know every aspect of it. You know what went wrong, how it went wrong. But yeah, what's the solution? What what's else the,
0: do you know? Yeah. Because what you know will show in your life. It showed in Paul's life. It showed so much in Paul's life that while he was in jail, what did he do? He spent time rejoicing.
2: Mm.
0: He spent time rejoicing. Here's another point. What do you expect out of yourself in hard times? See, he had an expectation of God. He said, I I expect these prayers to work. I expect the spirit in me to work. I expect this situation to work. For my deliverance. Mm. I expect this. But what do you expect out of you? This whole podcast is about expectation. That's the word you're going to keep hearing the whole podcast is expectation. Because in the midst of our hard times, we need to start asking ourselves, what do we expect? What do you expect out of God? Yeah. That was the first one. When I ask you, what do you know when you're in trouble? That's what do you expect out of God? Yeah. What do you expect out? Second one, what do you expect out of yourself in hard times? And Paul showed us what he expected out of himself in verse twenty. He said, "I eagerly expect and hope that I will in no way be ashamed, but will have sufficient sufficient courage, so that now as always Christ will be exalted in my body, whether by life." Or by death. Mm. He said, what I expect from me is to not be ashamed. What I expect from me is to show courage, to have sufficient courage. He said, I need to have enough courage. You might not be that courageous, Mm. but you better have enough. You better have enough courage. So what does a shame mean? In this context, a shame actually means shrink. To shrink.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So what, what is he saying? He's saying, in the midst of my hard times, while doing time, I need to be just as bold about God as I was out there. Sorry.
1: I'm not going backwards.
0: I'm not going backwards. Mm-hmm. I'm not shrinking. This is not, we, we beyond belief. He already established that. He said, I expect God to work. I believe. Mm-hmm. But now, I expect something from me. I expect to continue to get to work. Mm-hmm. He says, "Since I expect God to work now in my hard times, I also expect myself to get to, to work. work."
1: Yeah, he like I'm bringing that same energy. So what he <laughs> did?
0: What did he do? He continued to not just rejoice. He rejoiced because of what he expected from God, mm-hmm. but he continued to spread the gospel in jail. Yes. How do I know? Because if you move up to verse 12 of Philippians chapter one. He says, now, I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that what has happened to me has actually served to advance the gospel. Mm. Wow. See, see. <laughs> first he was happy because he knew God was going to work it for his deliverance. Mm-hmm. Then he was happy because he knew working in there was working towards the gospel.
2: That's
0: right. He said, what, what has happened here?" has been great because it actually served to advance the gospel. Verse 13, as a result, it has become clear throughout the whole place, throughout the whole palace guard, and to everyone else that I am in chains for Christ. (laughs) See, people can come to a very clear understanding that we're in chains. They can come to a very clear understanding that we're doing hard time, but they didn't really see the why. The why. Yeah, That's because of us. See, when we open our mouths and proclaim God, you know, as my sister said, she said, I'm glad I'm sick.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: She used those chains to advance the gospel.
2: That's right.
0: She said, there's a purpose in this. Mm-hmm. There's a purpose. I'm excited about that. You know, regular people was like... So you glad to be sick? Hello? <laughs> what is happening? What are you talking about? <laughs> you missed the point. Mm-hmm. You missed a point, and that's why you are still in chains, and no one has seen why you're in chains.
2: Mm. Yeah.
0: But when you're in chains and you use those chains to advance the gospel, right. then now you're doing something. Yes. Now you are changing the purpose of your pain.
1: Yeah. It's like you breaking the system. It's like you're you're giving it a whole new meaning. Yeah. Or the meaning that God intended it exactly. to be. Exactly.
0: As a result, it has become clear throughout the whole palace guard and to everyone else that I am in chains for Christ. And because of my chains, mm-hmm. most of the brothers and sisters have become confident in the Lord.
1: Wow. Wow.
0: See, people could come around us and because our chains, they lose confidence in God.
1: Yeah, because that's all we have in the language. That's all we're showing them is the chains. We're not showing them the power in it. We're not showing them
0: the power in it. We're Mm -hmm. not showing them, we're not proclaiming Christ in the midst of it.
1: We're reminding them that this stuff matters, basically. We're like, my sickness matters more than God. That's basically what we say. My problems matter more than God. It's
0: more significant. We'll get back to that in a second. He says, they have become more confident and dare all the more to proclaim the gospel without fear.
2: Mm.
0: Look at what Paul did when he expected something of himself in the midst of hard times. Force, you gotta expect something of yourself. <laughs> force, you gotta expect something. Force, I know you're going through, but force, ask yourself this question. What are you going through for? Yes.
1: And you can't mix it up and think, like, it's for, you know, me to be rich or for me to, my, because, you know, people take it there, too, and that bothers me because it's like, no, nah, it's not that either. It's to Paul advance said for my deliverance.
0: To, he said the situation will turn out for my deliverance, but the situation is to advance the gospel. That's oh, right. It's to advance the gospel. It has nothing to do with us. Has nothing to do with us it's no setting,
1: personal gain. game like.
0: setting a scene it's like you're writing a movie let's say you're writing a Batman movie every piece in that movie every character in that movie is only ancillary to the point of helping who be the hero
1: Batman
0: Batman You not gonna have a Batman movie, and all of a sudden he's dying, and somebody gotta save him.
1: Well, the second one was kind
0: of like I know, and then people didn't (laughs) (laughs) like it. it, They're like, I didn't come here to see a weak hero. Yeah, and see somebody not so special help him. I came here to see the hero be the hero. That's right. Well, how are you a Christian, and you say Jesus is your hero, and every story you tell, he ain't a hero. Yeah, he's setting up all these pieces. So that he can be seen as God. Sorry. He's setting up these pieces so he can be seen as a deliverer. Why is he a deliverer if you don't need to be delivered? He's almost like he got to break the news to us. Like, yeah, here's the thing. You call me deliverer, so I got to put you in something to deliver me from.
1: You call me provider?
0: You call me provider. <laughs> so I, I have to take all your means Sorry. of providing for yourself. Ooh,
1: yeah. Sorry.
0: You said... um. You said that I'm all you need, so I took everything else.
1: You call me father.
0: (laughs) You oh (laughs) Jesus! You call me father, so um, I kind of got to parent you. Yeah. You know, you did it. (laughs) I mean, you called me God, so I kind of had to make myself your (laughs) all-in-all. I had kind of had to do something to show you I'm powerful. I'm sorry. I had to. I just had to. (laughs) I had to take all power from you Mm -hmm. in order for me to be all powerful. Y'all got to understand. (laughs) We asked for him to be those things. We did. So don't get upset when you are put in situations to allow him to be those
1: things. And we didn't even say
0: Savior. (laughs) Oh, goodness. Because half the things that you, we call him Savior, and you don't even want to be saved from the things he came to save you from.
1: That's true. We want to be good. I don't want to have to be saved. You want God
0: to save you from poverty, but not perversion. Mm. I don't mm-hmm. understand. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, th- thank you, God, for pulling me out of debt. You can leave me right here in sex.
1: I'm good. I'm good on that
0: one. <laughs> Do you? Know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, how? It's how we think? How you don't even know what he came to save you from?
1: We compartmentalize the things we allow him to be in our lives. Yeah. We give him roles.
0: You. Here's the thing. <laughs> we Let me, think we look are. at it this way. The damsel in distress is in a burning building. She expects the hero to pull her out of the burning fire. Y'all don't. You expect the hero to keep you in the burning fire, but bring you something to eat. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Now, yeah. all of a sudden, he comes in there, and he's like, all right, I'm ready to pull you from the fire. you like... Uh -uh, Uh-uh, it's nice and toasty in here. I like this temperature. I was wondering if you was going to bring something to eat. I was wondering if you was going to bring me some money. If I bring you money, it's going to all burn up in here. No, no, I I don't.
1: And you will too.
0: And you will too. All of this will burn up if I keep you in here. It's fine in here. It feel good in here.
1: And that's a perfect story because you're doing it with the chains. It's the same thing.
0: Yeah. We have to understand we're in this to be delivered and to help other people be delivered.
2: That's right.
0: He said, I know I'm going to be delivered, but I'm going to help some other people be delivered through my deliverance.
2: Yes. Yes.
0: We got to understand this. Number one, I'm going to keep making sure I I, I run through these because I don't want y'all to, I don't want you to forget. Number one, what do you expect from God? I expect my deliverance.
2: Sorry.
0: What do you expect from prayer? I expect my deliverance. What do you expect from the Spirit of God in you? I expect my deliverance. What do you expect from you? I expect to not shrink, mm-hmm. not shut up about God, not be quiet. Some of y'all, you ready to tell everybody in the world about Jesus as long as your bank account look right, Yep. as long as you got a nice car soon as you ain't got everything you think you're supposed to have, you quiet as a church mouse because you don't understand. It's in your chains that you free others from theirs. It's in your chains. Some of y'all like, man, as soon as I get my life right, I'm going to be preaching the gospel like Minister Forrest. No, what you don't understand is I started preaching it even when I needed it. Mm. You don't understand it. I'm still preaching in the midst of chains.
1: Yes. We are not sitting around here rich, like doing a podcast, like we just got free. I, I'm <laughs> not.
0: I'm not rich. I'm not perfect. I, I I often find myself still in force when I should be in God. But I will. I will not shrink, and I will not let condemnation cause me to shrink mm. from advancing the gospel in my chains. That's right. I just bit my tongue. <laughs> wow, <laughs> I never bit my tongue just by talking. That's crazy. <laughs> The devil is a liar. (laughs) What's the third thing? Who's exalted in your body? In life and in death.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: See, it's something that Paul let us know. He said, for me, in verse 21, he said, for to me, to live is Christ and to die is gain. Verse 22, if I am to go on living in the body, this will mean fruitful labor for me, yet what shall I choose? I do not know. So I want to, first of all, make sure you understand it. Paul's focus in jail was to make sure in that moment, Christ would be exalted. Oh, sorry. So I told you we was going to come back to it. Antoinette said, show people that God means more than the situation. What is he saying when he says, Christ be exalted? The word exalted means to make or declare as great. Mm -hmm. Great means something that is above normal in significance. Mm. Wow. He's saying that I'm going to exalt God in my body. What I'm going to do is make God more significant than anything else, including my change,
1: But that's not what we do It's not what we do We make our problems more significant We make people who hate us more significant We make all that stuff more significant than God
0: Everything, the conversation, the cares, the concerns They exalt our, our dreams. problems yeah. They exalt ourselves mm-hmm. They don't exalt God How do How you know I ain't exalting God? I know because he's not more significant in the midst of your hard times, we don't see his significance mm. When you're doing hard time, we don't see his significance. See, Paul wrote this letter and in this letter we see his what God's what significance, significance yeah. how many times did Paul bring up that he was in jail? twice wow. why did he bring it up to cause people to see that in the midst of his chains, he saw God as significant. You bring up your problem, how are you bringing up your problem? You bring up the struggles that you have, how are you bringing them up? Are they to show people that you're in a struggle or show people that in spite of the struggle, you will still depend on God? You will still trust God. You will still believe in God. (laughs) You will still work for God.
1: That's right. It's not enough to just say all your problems and be like, but God is good. No, <laughs> it's not enough. We
0: know God is good, but the question is, is He good to yeah. you? And how good is He? Is He good enough to you to just know He's good, or good enough to you to proclaim He's good in the midst of the hard That's times? Right. That's right. You talk to me for an hour about your problem, and then the last thirty seconds be like, "But I know God. God got me." <laughs> no. Talk to me about the goodness of God. And they
1: only do that because you got it all worked up. You got all the problems yeah. all the way worked up. Now you got to calm yourself back down. Like. This man not
0: sitting <laughs> in jail like y'all. His letter is not, no. y'all don't. Y'all won't believe what they feed no. me in, in here. Nope. Y'all won't believe how they hit me and punching me and hurting me and torturing me. Y'all won't believe how I'm being treated. He said, you know what? I've been preaching to the guards. <laughs> you hard. know what? I've been preaching to the other inmates. That's right. And it's building their confidence to Mm. believe in God. Mm. What did he show us? He showed us through his work who was more significant. Yeah, I got tons of work to do with my business. And I'm going to take two hours and come and do a podcast because that's what's more significant to me. That's right. Yeah, I got a lot of stuff I could be thinking about and stressing over. But I'm going to go on my knees and I'm going to pray and I'm going to trust God. I could, I got a ton of stuff I could be sitting in a business meeting, hashing over and trying to strategize, but that's not significant to no. me. It's not. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, there's a ton of places I could be to make more money, to make sure that I'm good for when I'm not good but I'd rather go to Bible study. That's right. I'd rather go to church. I'd rather go to family Bible study. I'd yeah. rather do those things because it's more significant. Yes. People get so caught up, like, the Bible don't tell me I need to go to church. The question is, what's significant to you?
1: That's it. That's it. That's all you got to ask. You don't even have to answer people when they say something like that.
0: Show me where I can't do this, and I'll answer you with this. What's significant to you? Yep. The questions you even ask about the Bible and the how you can finagle yourself
1: in the midst of the Bible
0: shows what's significant to you.
1: Yep.
0: Honestly, if we feel, truly feel we love each other, do we need to be married? That's just a piece of paper. I feel like I love this man. He loved me. We live together. We copulate on a daily basis. He looks me in my eye with sweat all over his body, (laughs) tell me he loved me, and that he's going to be with me forever. Why do you think that I'm living in sin when it feels like I'm living in love? What's significant to you? That's right. Is God of a significance? In everything that you do, how significant is God in it? Mm. When you are going through hard times and you are in hard times, when you are doing hard time, I see what's significant through your conversation. Mm -hmm. Are you proclaiming the gospel? Are you still encouraging people? Yeah. Are you still spreading the word?
1: Mm-mm. Our you... conduct changes. Conduct it, it, changes. It, it, we don't bring that same The minute energy. you're
0: doing hard time, you don't keep the same energy. They
1: just don't. We just don't. We
0: gotta start saying that now. Like when when you see these Christians that was on fire for God and was up there giving testimonies and shouting and preaching and singing and happy. And the minute they go broke, the minute they struggling, all of a sudden their countenance changed like the rich young ruler. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden they no longer got the joy. The spirit, mm-hmm. all of a sudden there there isn't a fire shut up in their bones. Who dumped water on your fire? Yeah. Who dumped water on those bones? Why are your bones dry now? Mm-hmm. What what happened? Keep the same energy.
1: You can't say yeah.
0: Keep the same energy. Yeah. Oh yeah, word, you lost all your money. Keep the same energy. Yeah.
1: Even to the point of losing somebody, even though it's hard to feel like that immediately. But it, if this is what you believe, you we got to go.
0: God be exalted in life or death. This is why this man is saying to live is Christ and to die is gain. Mm-hmm. Because whether I'm living or dying, whether they kill me in here mm-hmm. or I go free, either way, God will be exalted. Right. How, Antoinette? Because we can't just say to live as Christ and die as gain and not give you a real actual understanding. How is it to "To live as Christ and to die as gain? Because he said, if you cut my head off, I will die doing what God told me. And if you let me live, I'm going to keep on doing what God told me. It's a win-win. Yes,
1: it's always a yes."
0: Is always,
1: obedience is always a win-win. Oh, my goodness.
0: There you go. I didn't mean to talk over your bar. <laughs> can you please just say it one more time?
1: Obedience is always
0: a win-win. Obedience is always a win. You can't catch an L in obedience. Mm-mm. You just not It's not can. even one in there. It's not even one. It's not a W either. So <laughs> no, I assume, but I just it's, it, it's always a win. Even when you don't see how, obedience is always a win. Yeah. Exalt him with your body When somebody cuss you out Exalt God in your body Why how? By making him more significant By making his word more significant By making obedience more significant Than your desire to crack that person in the (laughs) head Yeah By your desire to cuss that person back out Mm -hmm. By your desire to cut that person You know how they say It ain't nothing to cut him off (laughs) It it is something You know what it it is? is? It's you Yeah it's you. It's you. Yeah. Because you made him or her more significant than God in the cause of Christ yeah. through obedience.
1: And you're not advancing his his message. You're, you're not. You're 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 messing up the message. You're not.
0: That was that one went right along with what do you expect out of yourself in hard times? You should be expecting to not be ashamed. You should be expecting to have courage and you should be expecting to get to work, whether in life or in death, letting your significance, the things that are significant to you, glorify God. Next thing, what do you expect out of you, out of life? What do you expect out of life? We know what we expect out of God. We expect God to deliver us. We know what we expect out of ourselves. We expect him to We expect ourselves to not shrink and have courage and proclaim the gospel and get to work. But what do you expect out of life? Verse 22 lets us know. He said, for as long as I'm living in the body, this will mean what for me?
1: Fruitful labor.
0: This will mean fruitful labor. Paul understood that life for the Christian is fruitful labor.
1: That's right. He's saying it's work, but it's fruitful. (laughs) I'm going
0: to tell you, one of the most disappointing parts of modern Christianity of living in America and being a Christian, is that we are led to believe that we are part of a religion where God lives for us as opposed to us living for God. Yep. It's hard for people to get it. Yep. Some people actually think that though God cares, they think that he's supposed to cater to us. Yep. God cares, but he is not catering to us. No. He cares for you. His thoughts towards you are awesome, but he is not here to care towards you. He is not here to cater you. He is not here to serve you. You are here to serve him. It's kind of like I, I, uh, Cain and Abel.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Cain and Abel worked, and they had to produce a, a, that labor for mm-hmm. God.
1: Yeah. and it, Yeah. I mean, and the crazy thing is just they worked just as hard. It's just one was fruitful and one wasn't. One, one was, was pu-
0: And we don't know what it was that was more fruitful than the other, but we do know they both wanted God's approval. approval.
2: Yeah.
0: That's what my question would be to you. What do you expect out of life? Do you, do you think that you are here to do anything but produce a fruit for God in hopes of his approval? Mm-hmm. Come on, yeah, Cain and Abel woke up every day and planted crops and tended to fields so that they might eat and their family might eat. But they also made sure that they were approved of by who? God. God. Every day you wake up in America, yes, you have to go to work and you got to take care of yourself and your family, but you also need to be making sure that you are being approved of by God. God. What do you expect out of life? See, here's the thing. I'm going to tell you. all Heaven is our home, but earth is far from a vacation. If you are somewhere sitting thinking that life is a resort and that God has given you an all-inclusive package (laughs) to just be the head and not the tail, to eat the good of the land, to sit back and relax, you already missed the point. Mm -hmm. You are here for fruitful labor. What is fruitful labor? He showed us what it is. Paul did. He said, while I'm in hard times, I'm proclaiming the gospel. I'm advancing the cause of the gospel. I'm advancing the cause of Christ. I am spreading the word. I am encouraging people in their faith. I'm building people up. Mm. That's our labor. You think you got married for you. You chose this man because he cute. You chose them because of whatever other reason. <laughs> Lord knows what it and was. And
1: vice versa for
0: men. And vice versa for men. You chose them for you. But what you didn't understand is your marriage is not for you. Your marriage is towards fruitful labor. Yeah. Guess what you're going to have to do when it's all said and done? You're going to have to present that marriage for God's approval. It was, it's supposed to be fruitful labor. Yeah. If you labored in it and didn't produce a, a fruit that God approved of, you're going to be like, Cain. He going to be like, what you got a sad look for? You mad because I ain't approve of it? Yeah.
1: Or even the pressures of marriage itself would prove its, you know, genuineness. And It's hard
0: times yeah. in marriage. In the midst of your hard times in marriage, what do you expect of yourself? Mm-hmm. What do you expect of God? It brings it all full circle yeah. because that's the fruitful labor. hmm so where's your fruitful labor? Single people. I know you think being single is for you, but you missed the point. You are a single for fruitful labor. That's right. One day you're going to die and you're going to have to present your singleness to God. Mm-hmm. Will he approve it like Abel or will he disapprove of it like Cain? Y'all got children. I know you thought you you wanted those children. You sat and told your husband, "I think I'm ready to have a baby." You sat and had a baby shower. You sat and took all types of pictures. You was dressed as Tarzan. Your baby was dressed as Baby Tarzan. Y'all, all y'all was naked in the picture. I, there's all types of you know crazy portraits and stuff. Great, awesome. But what you don't understand is that God gave you that child. He made you able to have that child. He gave that child life, right. even when that child may have developed developmental d- disabilities, even when that child is not all that you thought it could be, even when it was it was a boy instead of a girl or a girl instead of a boy, God gave it to you for fruitful labor. And when it's said and done, when your life is said and done, you're going to have to present that child to God as a fruit. Will he approve of it or will he disapprove? I know you like. No, everybody going to get judged in heaven based on their marriage or based on what they know, what they believe. But what you don't understand is that you will be judged for how you tended to the gift that God gave you. What am I saying? He going to present your parenting. That's what you're going to present back to God. You're going to present your parenting back to God, and He either going to approve of it or not. I'm going to start further. Those jobs that y'all got. I know. You went to school. You got the degree. You told yourself that this is what you wanted to do. I know you thought that it was the product of your dreams and your aspirations. But really, was God working in your life to provide you that opportunity? And he's expecting fruitful labor. Labor.
2: That's right.
0: You got to know why you live and you're not living to have fun. I'm not saying you can't have fun. I'm saying understand what you are living for. That's right. I enjoy good times. I laugh like the the best of them. Mm-hmm. I enjoy going to a good movie. I enjoy uh, listening to good music. I I enjoy a lot of things, but I also understand that you
1: got to keep it in its place. I keep it, it can't in its be place. I, above it's not your exalted.
0: Faith. Yeah. And in that way, I don't think it's strange when I end up in hard Time.
1: times. That's right.
0: I don't get upset when all of a sudden I got to do hard time. That's why Paul was like, I learned how to face life. (laughs) I learned how to be up. I learned how to be down. I learned how to have. I learned how to not have. He said, I'm content in all All things. things. That's right. Why? Because I know what I'm really here for. That's
2: right.
0: I know I'm here to work. So anytime God give me a little rest from that work, oh, I'm like, thank you, God. (laughs) That was nice. Today I got to just listen to the word. I didn't have really a hard time going. Thank you for gracing me with a time of rest, but I know I'm here to work.
1: You're not fully convinced and persuaded you have to be to have that type of mentality.
0: I know. I know. You have to be. But we better get there. Yeah. What do you expect out of God? What do you expect out of yourself? What do you expect out of life? And let me ask you this question. Are you necessary on earth? Are you necessary on earth? Verse 23 through 26, he says, I am torn between the two. I desire to to depart and be with Christ, which is better by far, but it is more necessary for you, for the people he's writing to, Mm -hmm. that I remain in the body. Convinced of this, I know I will remain and I will continue with all of you for your progress and your joy and faith so that through my being, through my being, mm. not through anything else, but just my existing mm. with you, again, your boasting in Christ Jesus will abound on account of me. He said they'll grow in their faith on account of Him
2: mm.
0: or because of Him. Yeah. How many people are exalting God? How many people are, have progress and joy in life and in the faith? Because of you. Mm. How necessary are you to God? How necessary are you to be on this earth? How necessary are you to your family? Mm. Some of you I know, like if you died, your family would feel lost because you do all the bills. (laughs) And you cook all the meals. And you are there to provide and care for them. That's great. But how many of them spiritually need you? How many of you are spiritually necessary to people? That's what we got to understand. Paul said, I know it's better for me to be with God, but it's better for you that I'm here.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Put it this way though it's better for Paul to be with God, it's better for God that he's here. Mm -hmm. Do you understand? Yeah. This is our goal it was when we understand what fruitful labor is and get to work just like a job we become necessary <laughs> Paul said it's necessary for the church if he remained here in the bible body is it necessary for your family that you remain here You know how people be like you know I, these people in my life they just toxic no what you need to be saying are these people necessary to your faith because yeah. if they not you need to kick Rocks You need to get them Out of there (laughs) Only keep around you Those who are necessary To your faith Unless you're necessary To To their faith Yeah That's the question We need to be asking But if I'm not necessary To your faith And you're not necessary To mine What are we doing? (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah We have to know what we're here for. Paul was torn between heaven and life, and that was interesting to me because the reason why he was torn between heaven and life is the reason why he was going to go to heaven. Think about it. He said, I'd rather be with God, but I also know that it would be necessary to do God's work. Mm -hmm. The fact that he was torn between doing God's work or being with God is a mentality that's missing from the church today. It is, yeah. Think about what y'all torn between. Even when you think about heaven, you be like, oh, I can't wait to go to heaven, but I sure like it down here. Why do you like it down here? Yeah. Do tell. <laughs> hmm. Why do you like it? Or you want
1: to get away just to be away from all your problems. From all your problems. Because <laughs> that was me.
0: He said, man, it's better by far to be with God, but it's also necessary to do God's will. Mm-hmm. And in doing God's will, he secured that he had a place to even go in heaven. Some of y'all wish to leave this earth not knowing that because you're ready to go without working, you won't like where you're going.
2: might
0: not even have a place. You, you might not have a place. It's like selling your house before you bought one. <laughs> you don't even know where you're about to go. Some of y'all ready to get out of earth just because you're tired of Trump You're tired of hard times. You're tired of pain. But because you didn't work through the pain, Mm. there is no gain.
2: That's right.
0: Because you didn't work through the pain, there is no gain. I, I wish there was something better I could tell you. But here's the thing. If you don't expect nothing out of God, if you don't expect nothing out of yourself, if you don't expect nothing out of life, if you don't understand what life is for, do you understand? Yeah. If you don't expect to do the things that God called you to do, then guess what? You're not necessary. You're not necessary to Earth. It's not better if you remain here. Some of <laughs> it's y'all is better not. you go. Some of you is better you go. But for Paul, he was indispensable. Yeah. He said, because of this, because I know my ne- my necessity. necessity right. I know I'm necessary. I know I'm not going nowhere. Yeah. He walked in that confidence. <laughs> I made myself necessary. See, as a single man, you would think you're not really necessary to anybody cuz you can die tomorrow and nobody would No no
1: nobody's daily schedule would change. Nobody's basically. changed.
0: My my <laughs> parents and my siblings, they would miss me. I'm sure you would miss me, or of at course. least I, you know, yeah. maybe. <laughs> but one thing about it, they wouldn't really miss a beat. Physically, in the connotation of just humanity. Right. But because I've made myself indispensable in the faith, I'm necessary. Spiritually. Yes. Because I focus on the progress of others. I focus on building them up in their faith. Next thing. What do you expect out of the people around you? Come on, I just said it. I expect something out of their faith. I expect something out of the people around me. He says, whatever happens in Philippians chapter one, verse 27, whatever happens, conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. Then whether I come and see you or only hear about you in my absence, I will know that you stand firm in the one spirit, striving together as one for the faith of the gospel, without being frightened in any way by those who oppose you. Mm. See, Paul expected something out of the people around him. That's right. He expected the people he labored with to live a life worthy of Christ. Mm. Y'all think you're not supposed to have expectations of people. But when you get to work, how do you know you're doing your job if you don't know what to expect from the final product? That's true. He, How can he talk about progress if there is no plumb line to measure progress? Mm-hmm. He said, this is how I know I'm working toward y'all progress. <laughs> when y'all start to stand Firm in the faith. That's right. When you start to strive, which means to work and help each other, yeah. grow in the faith. And when you are no longer afraid of opposition mm-hmm. and hard times and struggling.
1: <laughs> Especially from watching my life and the things that I <laughs> endured. Yeah. You should be uh, taking them on.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's why I, I, it's okay to expect something from people. I expect something from you, Antoinette. And I'm happy when I see that I'm necessary because I see the progress in your life.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm not saying it's all because of me, but I'm saying it's because of me. Mm-hmm. Do you, you get, yeah. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. It's because I did my part.
1: I mean, it all, like I used to come with being a hero, it all reflects back to God. Your obedience to God causes Amen. this... You know, it's not even a person And and Paul
0: is saying, I can boast about this Because I know that what I see in you is because of me May not all be because of me But it's because of me Mm
2: -hmm.
0: See, you are the product of not just me You're the product of the prayers of other people You're the product of the spirit that works in you You, But guess what? You're also the product of the people around you Come on now He said, in Proverbs, it says, bad company corrupts good character. It does. (laughs) We will find ourselves in a situation where we are messed up because of the people we keep around us. As believers, we should have an expectation. We should have an expectation. If you don't have that expectation, you are already messed up.
1: And it's the difference between people you keep around you and people who you're like, you just happen to be around. Because yeah. I feel like it's a difference and people like mix that
0: up. I think we get frustrated laboring with people because we forget what we are laboring for. Do you know what I'm saying? We'll we'll be dealing with people and we'll just we we like, man, I'm tired of praying with her. I'm tired of encouraging her. I don't see it working. But you forget what if you don't see it working and you know it works, you just need to work Harder. harder. <laughs> If you know prayer works and you don't see the progress in the prayer, pray harder. If you know the Spirit works and you don't see the progress in the Spirit, use the Spirit more. Trust more. Walk in it more.
1: Yes. Everything is additive. It's always, I'm adding more to my faith. always. Because if we
0: know it works yeah. and it's not working, we just got to work harder. He said, let patience have its perfect work. He said, "The part of this is effort. The other part is patience. Patience and effort produce deliverance. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: That's what Paul said. He said, I'm rejoicing. I know this is all to my deliverance, (laughs) but I need to do my part in the midst of patience. Yes. (sighs) Man. We
1: got to change the way we think, man.
0: We got to go to another place. To close it out, I want you to know, ask yourself this question. Do you know being a Christian is more than belief? To close it out, Paul said in verse 29, for it has been granted to you on behalf of Christ, not only to believe in him, but also to suffer for him. Okay. I, I, You know, I know guys, you know, half of the messages in church is just talking about believing in him. I already told you, what do you know about God? Yeah, you got to believe. But Paul is closing it out to let you know, what do you expect from God? What do you expect from yourself? What do you expect out of life? What do you expect out of others? But through all of that, you better understand, this suffering happens because this is your relationship with God. Yes, right. Believing in him is not all of it. It's only to have. The other part is to suffer with him. Paul understood that being a Christian is about more than having faith. It's knowing what faith is for. Paul shared with the people that to be a Christian, you have to believe in Christ enough to struggle with Christ. What does it mean to struggle with Christ? It means to suffer for his sake. It's a phrase that's often used, it's often misappropriated, we suffer for the sake of Christ when we are putting our suffering aside and using our suffering to advance the cause of Christ.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You didn't suffer with Christ if you're complaining. You yeah. didn't suffer for his sake if, if you can't proclaim the gospel in the midst of the hard times. Yeah. You, I mean, you get what I'm saying? like mm-hmm. A lot of people say, oh, I'm suffering for God's sake because somebody cussed you out and you ain't cussed back at them. (laughs) You're suffering for Christ's sake when you got cussed at, but you still show them love.
1: Yeah, when you don't shrink
0: back. When you don't shrink back. When you don't don't stop doing for God. Mm -hmm. If you can still do in the midst of what's being done to you, you are suffering for Christ's sake.
2: That's right.
0: When Jesus said, forgive them for they know not what they do. He still loved in the midst of what it was being done to him.
1: him. Yeah, when well, he had every reason, and and most of us in our situation, we have every reason and every right to respond. Yeah. in a, a you know sad way. You know, people are sick. People have huge things going on. But the fact that we shrink that stuff and we, you know, don't exalt it higher than God—that's yeah. what makes us believers. See, y'all
0: don't understand. Y'all be talking about turning the other cheek. You can only truly turn the other cheek when you've turned your heart from resentment, anger, bitterness, and wrath. If you ain't turned your heart along with your cheek, then you're stupid. Because you are—you still have that wrath in your heart. So you might as well let that wrath out in your hand.
2: That's right.
0: You should have smacked back. What's the use? Here's, here's Christians these days. You turn the other cheek, and now you crying because you feel with anger because you didn't do what you wanted to do. You should have did it.
1: It was in your heart.
0: Because if you turn the cheek but don't turn your heart, you stupid. Because you're going to be judged for your heart. <laughs> so you should have went ahead and just hit him. You missed the point. That's because you don't understand that you can't just believe in God. You got to suffer with him. Mm-hmm. You gotta suffer with them. You gotta turn your heart to the people. Jesus had to turn his heart to the people who spit on him. He had to turn his heart towards the people that and cuss them and beat them.
1: And it's so hard because all of this stuff happens in your mind and in your heart. Like, it's not like you could just force your love on people or anything yeah. like that. Like, you really gotta, in your heart, you really gotta get it together.
0: Paul, <laughs> this is what's interesting about Paul and the way he's looking at the, as a Christian. He's in jail with people who deserve to be there, but love them enough to help them be free.
2: Mm.
0: He's in—he's being guarded by people who he should be upset with because they're part of the reason he's in jail. In but he loved those guards enough to teach and preach to them. Yeah. Come on now. That's why we got to be careful, Christians, when you start talking about police and stuff like that. I understand this whole Black Lives Matter movement. I understand all of that. But what we got to understand as Christians, how do we turn our hearts towards people so that in the midst of these hard times when people don't love our black skin and don't love us as people and don't respect us and don't honor us and don't care, how do you expect to show God to use these chains, our new type of chains that we have, Mm -hmm. to use the chains... To advance the cause of Christ. <sighs> How can you do that? Yeah. How will you do that? If you can't do that, if you can't use the chains, the hard times that you're in to advance the cause of Christ, then you're not suffering for Christ's sake. You're just suffering. I don't want a letter from somebody who's just suffering. I don't want a letter from somebody who's just doing a hard time. Thank God I got a letter from somebody who was doing a hard time, but kept the same energy. Thank you, Paul. I appreciate what you said. I appreciate what you shared with me. Because in the midst of my hard times, I understand what to expect out of God. I understand what to expect out of myself. I understand what to expect out of life. I understand what to expect out of people. I understand what to expect out of struggle and suffering. Your expectations change. Then you can expect a change in your life. Episode 34.
1: (laughs) You're going to end out on a bar.
0: Episode 34. We are out of here. Thank you, Antoinette.
1: Thank you.
0: We out of here.